Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. All right, let's get more on this uh, Pelosi plan visit to Taiwan because it's certainly likely to raise uh, hackles as we've been reporting in Beijing. It already has. Let's get to Ian Marlowe, Bloomberg diplomatic correspondent. And Ian, you've you got to ask yourself, what's her upside here? And actually, it uh, puts Beijing into, uh, well, they put themselves perhaps into a corner while uh, this is all going on too. Yeah, I think, uh, Rich. I think both of the sides have put themselves into a corner here. I mean, there's very little that China can do now uh, without responding, uh, you know, in some kind of fiery, nationalistic, uh, most likely military fashion. And uh, for Pelosi herself, uh, if she had uh, declined to go, it would have been widely seen as capitulation to to China. And so it's a good question what the upside is here. And I think for Pelosi... Um, a lot of people here in D.C. are wondering whether she will still be a House Speaker on the other side of the midterm elections here with uh, the Biden administration and Democrats going in here with record high inflation, you know, high gas prices and the rest of it. So uh, there is a sense here that she may want to cap off her uh, congressional career uh, you know, one that has been marked as being a China hawk and a human rights advocate for, for so, many years on these issues, uh, you know, okay. with a, you know, a final uh, thumb in the eye uh, with a trip to Taiwan, which is obviously Ian, very do you sensitive. think that there would be some back-channel discussion about that? Uh, she's 82 years old, and, and maybe um, that behind the scenes, the U.S. is saying this to the Chinese side. Look, this is a kind of grandstanding event. Uh, we weren't for it. Um, foreign policy is generally uh, directed by the executive branch of the government, not uh, not the Congress. Uh, is it likely that that may have occurred? Or do you think that, that the U.S. is actually, uh, they want to poke China, and this is a part of it? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, I think that the White House and others here have been pretty overt in saying that they have been talking to China about this trip. They have been kind of stressing uh, that is a co-equal branch of government, that they're not directing Pelosi. Um, I think, you know, this was part of a planned trip uh, earlier in the year, as you said earlier, that, you know, she wanted to go, but uh, she, she had come down with COVID. And so I think now it's just she wanted to reschedule this trip. There was, you know, it's just the timing is so terrible with the party Congress coming up for Xi, uh, midterm elections coming up for, for Biden. There's very little either side could have done to back down. But I think there's definitely been a lot of back-channel stuff. Um, but as you've seen with a lot of the high-level talks that have gone on between China and the U.S. over the last few months, it really does seem like both sides are just kind of reading talking points to each other, um, kind of talking past each other. Uh, you know, this is what we're saying about Taiwan. You know, we, we don't control Pelosi, et cetera. Uh, we're not meaning to kind of, up, you know, raise tensions here. And China just going, look, this is a red line. You know, this is super sensitive. 
you know, we're going to respond harshly, et cetera. So I think it's just you've got to a point where, where you know, both sides are kind of pu- pushing pushing this and, and, and can't back down. I think. I, I, you know, I, I hate to be the cynic, but I'm going to be one anyway. So I probably don't hate being one that much. Uh, you know, nationalism is the refuge of the scoundrel. And it is at a time when China's slowdown and the banking system teetering right now, of course, as we've been hearing about what's going on housing-wise, what better distraction? On the other hand, uh, we've got the Democrats showing their China credentials by uh, actually uh, instituting or carrying out this visit, and that's ahead of the midterm. So, you know, I am being a cynic. Your reaction? No, absolutely. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll vie with you for, for the most cynical in this conversation. I think it's, it's, it's both... Uh, you know, both benefit from this uh, tension being uh, kind of cranked up here. And if anyone's responsible for cranking up nationalism and, and militarism in in China over the last, uh, you know, few years, it's it's she himself. And I think, you know, with things going badly, whether it's, you know, the, the, the general COVID policy, which, which, again, people in Washington now are sort of openly uh, mocking as a as a strategy in terms of how it's been working out and what the future is for it. Um, people do view, you know, she as being uh, having his reputation dented, not just on zero COVID, but on the economy and other things. So I think this is a particularly febrile uh, febrile time for, uh, you know, for she to be reacting. I think the worry here is that um, with both sides kind of you know, yearning to prove something and having domestic constituencies that are amped up to be uh, the desired audience for this, that there is actually a chance uh, that there is some miscalculation, you know, a missile that's fired Perhaps. off the coast of Taiwan that is kind of not not properly relayed or or radared in properly. So I think there is yeah, a, perhaps a, Ian, but I I, I think we can see from the market reaction uh, there hasn't been much of one. Uh, that uh, the point that you were making and the point that I suggested with the grandstanding and the one that Rish made was that uh, everybody seems to think that this will go kind of pro forma. Both sides will uh, will uh, up the hyperbole and. Uh, uh, well, let's say hopefully uh, we won't have any kind of super negative outcome. Um, Ian, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, as usual, we got to get you back to uh, Hong Kong at some point. Ian Marlow with us, Bloomberg Diplomatic Correspondent. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.